This is How to Japan. This is a podcast, as you already know. Two guys from two different countries talk about stuff in Japan. That's it. Thank you. Thank you very much. So I, I want to know, how are you feeling this week? This week, I know it's boring for listeners to, to hear me say the same shit. So I'm trying to think of something unique to say. Well, you could it tell them was... that you have tape over your mouth. Right. Yeah, we have addressed that before. Yeah. In, a, in, a, in another episode, I told you what I was doing after reading this book, The Oxygen Advantage. Sorry, I don't remember the author. But uh, I've been trying to breathe through my nose more often. And I thought mm. I was breathing through my nose while I was sleeping. And the advice out of this book, which I think has made a real difference to my overall health, has been to tape your mouth. And, you know, uh, I, yeah, 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 go on. Yeah, yeah, sorry. No, no, I was uh, going to say I uh, struggled the first couple of nights. I think my body resisted it and had the urge. I actually had a dream of yeah. eating something. Yeah, <laughs> right. I was like eating something in my dream and I was eating the tape. <laughs> so I right. somehow... Like taking the tape that was taped to my mouth, and I found something to eat. Eat it. Like my body was really like creating like a whole. It wants to. Your like mouth dream wants to move. About it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I realized I woke up. I'm like, and I'm like, oh shit! I've just been eating the fucking tape for how long? Mm. Uh, and then what made me double down on it was the fact that I started recording my uh, any audio throughout the night using this iPhone app. There are many of mm-hmm. them you can get online uh, in yeah. the App Store. But there's a, there's this one app that I got that was recording me throughout the whole night. And I was snoring through my fucking nose. Right. And uh, and that's why I wanted to, to see a sleep doctor. And I was going to see a sleep doctor this week until mm. I discovered that statistically through this app I was seeing changes. Less mm. snoring throughout yeah. the night. So that's what made me cancel uh, my urge to see a sleep uh, clinic uh, Mm. to really address it. So that's why, yeah, I'm going to continue putting tape over my mouth for the the foreseeable future just to see if I can snuff out all snoring through taping my mouth. So let's let's see what happens. But so far, Mm. it looks promising. Yeah. I was just thinking that, you know, this might have helped Godzilla because he seems like a real mouth breather. He does, doesn't he? Yeah. And it, whenever he opened his mouth, bad things happen. So if you just yeah. got a little bit of tape over his mouth, some waterproof yep. tape, could have could have worked out for him a little bit better. Yeah, he'd be less angry. He would have gotten yeah. some proper sleep. Yeah, that's right. At the bottom of the ocean. Because he, he woke <laughs> up, he always... Woke up so grouchy, and that's the problem. Was that yeah, yeah. he was just and he and he was just wreaking havoc all over the well, place. Well, you would ra- you would wake up grouchy too if you got yeah. bomb like nuclear bombs been dropped on you. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, still, I think the breathing thing could appeal to anyone, including Godzilla. Yes, you know, I have to agree with you. Yeah. Get some tape, Godzilla. Come on, stop with the mouth breathing and burning stuff down. Be a good guy. 
Read the oxygen advantage, Godzilla. Jesus Christ. (laughs) He was given the oxygen destroyer. (laughs) That's right. The oxygen oxygen destroyer. (laughs) I would have made the oxygen destroyer if I give it out. Bad things for humanity will happen. So we are talking about the 1954... Monster movies of all monster movies. Yes. Godzilla. That's right. And my co-host here is of the... Uh, he hates the movie, which I am completely <laughs> fascinated by. Spoiler. Spoiler. <laughs> you didn't give me a chance. <laughs> uh, well, I, 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 I want you... Like, I just I just love the idea. And you're like... Because you wrote one, three things. We usually we have notes... And you shared notes with me and just wrote, I hated this movie in a bullet point form. Like anything could come after that. Like I hated this movie. Four, yeah, four words. I, I, used, I used four words for that. And, and that basically sums up everything I, I have to say about this movie. We're going to go into... Let me... Okay, let me say this. Okay. This is a, this is a terrible movie. On okay. multiple dimensions. <laughs> okay. And, and I feel I'm dumber as a result of having watched it. Wow. Okay. Well, let's dive in. Let's. Let's. So, Well, let's, please, like, uh, no spoiler alert. I mean, we're not going to talk about... I mean, we're just going to get... We'll dive oh, head first. Yeah, there's no need for spoilers. It was made in no 1954. Spoilers. Yeah. And uh, everyone knows what Godzilla is, so everybody knows what he does, what he what he what he gets up to. Yeah, I think he lays waste to to Tokyo. Yeah, pretty nonchalantly. <laughs> <laughs> I loved every time that he opened his mouth, and it was just like, <sighs> and that that steam that came out of came out of his at, mouth. At first, I didn't know it was fire. I thought he was like freezing. Uh, yeah, I thought shit. it was ice too because it's yeah. black and white, so it's hard to tell. <laughs> I like, didn't know okay, it was well, fire. Wait, maybe it's so cold that it makes the houses go on fire. <laughs> I'm gonna, like blue fire. I don't know which way. It's, yeah, it's a blue flame. It's so hot. It's the blue flame comes out of his mouth. You know, but you know the thing is, is I I uh, fast forward um, Amazon Prime. There's um, all kinds of Godzilla movies throughout the years, and then I randomly uh, chanced on. A Godzilla versus Ghidorah, which is made in 1964, 10 years later. And to, to my amazement, I landed on the other Godzilla movie starring Takashi Shimura, <laughs> who is the main <laughs> character of Ikiru. I don't know how I keep landing on movies starring <laughs> Takashi Shimura. It's like <laughs> such a wide range of character that he does from Ikiru to these uh these uh, period piece movies to Godzilla. It's just a huge amount of different things that he's uh, interested in, it seems. Right. No, I was pl- uh, very surprised, pleasantly surprised to see him on yeah. screen. One yeah. of the few saving graces of this movie, oh, okay. seeing him Please there. Th- yeah. So tell me, tell me point one, what, what was gripe number one? Well, I haven't heard your thoughts yet. Do no, you? I don't know. I don't, uh, what do you think about I, it, this movie? I don't want to say my opinion until you say everything. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Actually, no, I did make a point to bring up uh, the guy from Ikiru. Mm-hmm. He, uh, I think he provided the only passable acting, uh-huh. I think, throughout this whole fucking film. Oh, wow. uh, I could be biased because, you know, I couldn't admit to the fact that he wasn't a masterpiece that we watched called Ikiru. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now he's in this shitty movie. So uh-huh. maybe call that cognitive dissonance. Okay. Um, so maybe it wasn't, uh, maybe he wasn't particularly good, but I thought compared to everybody else, mm. yeah, passable, passable job. Um, so where should I, I don't know where to begin. So let me, okay, let me say this. When I first started watching this, I had no prior preconceived ideas of of really, you know, about the story, the plot, characters, story. I just knew that there had been many Godzilla movies over mm. the years. Uh, in fact, I, I, I read on one site that there had been 35 sequels. Right. Um also an american version of this which is even worse apparently right um but yeah so i wanted i want people to know that i went in not really knowing what to expect i knew it would be black and white and i knew not to expect much from the the effects special Mm -hmm. effects uh but it just got uh, the first few scenes of uh of how the boat you know the boat goes the boat is under all sorts of trouble at the beginning mm-hmm. right based upon a real event right yeah um nuclear was it nuclear testing mm-hmm. uh yeah i just i couldn't I, I couldn't get engaged in in anything that was unfolding even the build-up to when we eventually see Godzilla on that island, mm-hmm. when they're at one side of the island, I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but mm. this is one of the things. That, okay, here's what I got out of it. I laughed out loud uh-huh. when the first thing I see of Godzilla, when they're on mm-hmm. one side of the island and then the guy, uh, Ikiru, the Ikiru guy sees, yeah. sees him. Mm-hmm. And then I see these googly eyes, right? And I and I laughed, I laughed out loud because uh, it just reminded me of a Muppet, right? Like, like Elmo. It's like these. It just it was hilarious to me how how terrible he looked. Everything I've seen up to this point. I mean, I saw another. Actually, I saw a, uh, an American version of this. I know there have been other versions, like, right. but there was one I saw where he did look quite quite formidable and intimidating. But here, it just seemed like a like a Muppet. Hmm. And from that point on, it just got worse. It just got it got uh, it got progressively worse. The more. I the more I watched the the more I, I I started seeing this predictable movie unfold. It just mm-hmm. there wasn't. Um, I'm trying to take a the overview, give you an overview of what right, right, of, right. Of how I felt. We can mm-hmm. go into any details that you want, but but right there, yeah, just the the character himself, 
was not as awe-inspiring or intimidating as I would have hoped. And I know this is 1954, and I know I'm looking at it with a through the lens of living in 2020. But I don't know why it's been called a masterpiece by so many different reviewers. And many of these reviewers I've I've seen up uh, were talking about this remastered version back in 2004. Mm-hmm. So even in 2004, I think I would have had the same opinion. Right. So I'm, yeah, I'm just struggling to see where uh, where the masterpiece part of you know where what am I missing here? Hmm. I'm, I'm 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 struggling. I'm struggling to find what you know re, you know Akira Kurosawa, that renowned Japanese director, included Godzilla in his list of a hundred favorite movies. Hmm. George Lucas cites this film's miniatures as an inspiration for effects in mm-hmm. his Star Wars films. So right. I'm failing to see what it is. What it is, I mean, what it is in particular that I'm missing because I don't see that at all. Hmm. Certainly not one of my favorite movies and it's certainly right. not, the miniatures do not create any kind of inspiration for me. Uh, but again, I'm in 2020 and I think George Lucas watched this, I don't know, in the 70s maybe. Mm-hmm. So maybe if I'm watching it back in the 70s, I could possibly see it. But just the way I, I mean, watching it a few days ago, I think this is a fucking terrible movie. Wow. Yeah. Well, so I, I thought that some of these... Some of the scenes, I thought they blended kind of an... You know, I was just watching something, and this is going to sound highfalutin, but I was watching, you know, the concept of montage a few weeks ago, you know, Sergei Eisenstein's concept of montage, where, uh, and one of the aspects is movement within a scene. And I was so taken by the use of the the high contrast of, of the black and white film as it was presented in certain early scenes where there was so much movement and there was these tight shots with so much movement going on and these incredibly nicely filmed contrasts of movement going on within the shots. And I, I thought that was a really interesting aspect of how they were filming it. Um, then I also really enjoyed how they, they must have used found footage from World War II at one point because it became very, very grainy and it was shots of bombs going into the water. So I thought the, the found footage sequences were quite interesting as well. I, I thought there were so many different ways of ed- the editing and the pacing of the movie was really, really well done in, in my estimation. And as far as the, 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 the parts where you have the miniatures, I just enjoy watching that kind of stuff. I think it's so interesting from that standpoint uh, of looking back and seeing how they would present something with the budget that they had and with the technology that they had, how they would do things. And I think it worked earlier on in, in the movie. I didn't really see him as being a puppet, as say. I, I did. I, I enjoyed him coming over the mountain and seeing how they would do forced perspective on the different on Godzilla versus the landscape and how they were how he was walking down and because you know I mean basically if you watch any other Godzilla you didn't laugh movies, when he popped his head over and you saw the Muppet 
googly eyes no, on him no i mean i thought it was uh <laughs> because i was coming from the perspective of what the what he was supposed to be right you know okay. as in it's kind of like when you go to uh have you ever been to a play like a live play uh yes yeah there's some sort of there's some suspension of belief right or disbelief you you have to it, it's like these people are just people what the fuck am i watching but you have to kind of i, I feel like you have to let go at a certain ex, at a certain point and i think with these types of movies you have to i i felt like i i just had to you know let go of the fact that it's not going to be something that's that i would feel like oh my god it's so real like for example i just watched the joker and I watch actually half of the Joker. And the reason why I watch half of the Joker is because it was so real and so Is that the new one? Uh, oh, the new one from the Yeah, like the last new year? one where it's like so oh, It's just Joker. Yeah, it's Joker yeah. and it's just over and over and over again with this guy's plight to the point where I was just like <sighs> I I can't I can't stomach it. And I felt like with Godzilla there, there was something, you know, that, of course, there was the heavy handed message, but there's also all of these different dimensions I felt like that were going on with the filming of it and how they were trying to portray Godzilla and what, you know, it's so, it's so interesting to think about like how, okay, how is he going to come over the mountain? How are they going to film the tale at first? And I, I kind of lost my train of thought at the beginning, but I thought that, you know, the first half of the movie with the dark contrasts and the at nighttime scenes before he hits the city, I felt like there was a lot more organic feeling to it. And I felt like it was more uh, believable when he starts to go into the city then it starts to you know the the it starts to crumble but at the same time if you've watched like you know Godzilla movies from the 60s and 70s it's all puppetry to the point where you almost can see the strings you know and i think in this movie the the director he was trying his best to hide those strings and hide all of the elements that you would probably be able to see because he was trying to uh, evoke fear in, in the audience, especially young, maybe young people. But it's not even a movie for really young people because it has such a heavy message. And in fact, there's scenes where there's scenes where you see casualties and it's almost filmed in some sort of documentary style where they're like these people have suffered so much and you know i can one mem message um, uh, something pops into my mind where there's this woman and it's with her children and she's yeah. huddling the children yeah. it's she's like uh, they'll see their fa uh, her father soon yeah and it's all this yeah. it's all this reference to war and devastation and the the and i i felt like there was so much uh, contrast and, and looking to the recent past for inspiration for, for what they were trying to develop in the movie. So that's a, those, mm. those are a few, you know, my thoughts in, in it, as they were. Yeah. I think you're looking at it as an like a, a film connoisseur 
in a way. You're looking at like uh, how how it was filmed and like, oh, wow, this is in 1954 and oh, look how they did this. Look at how he came over the mountain. Look at the the many ways the director was able to make this make this movie during this time and you're yeah maybe viewing it through a lens that i'm not viewing it i'm just viewing it as a movie watcher i I just want to i want to be entertained i want to be moved i want to feel something not unintentional laughter Mm. in in moments which is supposed to be threatening and supposed to be in Mm. uh, you know make you feel as a moviegoer like this 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 fucking thing well, could uh, could destroy us. I mean, I, I, uh, I, I read one for like the characters uh, though. Mm. Yeah. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely did. Uh-huh. I mean, the the the, the woman lead, uh, she was just a, a very typical of the time acting style. She's like, mm. I I want to get ma- I want to marry you. I no I I can't I couldn't say it. She had something, and then her reactions to sorry for cutting you off and speaking no so long. no go on no, but yeah, yeah. when she was with serizawa professor serizawa down in the laboratory and he uses the the oxygen destroyer device for the first time mm. and her reaction she to recoils it, I was sitting and, th- yeah she yeah. recoils and it's like i was sitting there watching with my wife and we're like it's just fish. <laughs> it's like, it's just that was fish. another laugh out moment for me <laughs> yeah. as well her reaction to it we we enjoyed that for like what I mean, I could see if it was like something else, but you eat sushi. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> but that's an interesting point you bring up because I actually disagree about that. I think oh. that acting style maybe would have, yeah. You, I guess, in a sense, for the period, it's mm-hmm. more believable. But we mm-hmm. watched Ikiru. Mm-hmm. We watched a movie that was made. When was it made again? I forgot. But without, well, nineteen fifty-two. Uh, 1952 so only two years Mm -hmm. prior to this Mm -hmm. movie we saw some stellar acting by women across the board who were believable genuine and it was just a master class in acting it's two years prior and i know the genre i know the genre is different Mm. but just was uh again maybe the genre just isn't for me um Mm. maybe i my expectations were were different going into it because I wasn't looking at it like you were, where you you were captivated by the ability of the director during this period, using documentary footage, and also it's close to World War Two, and mm-hmm. and also the bombings only yeah for like ten years prior, mm. it was still relatively fresh in Japanese uh, consciousness. So, again, I'm looking at it through 2020 eyes, and I, I just don't find anything I can hang my hat on in terms of um, any emotional beats, except maybe what you mentioned about the, the the mother and child. That was the only mm-hmm. real um, impact. The only thing I mm-hmm. felt throughout the whole right. movie was that I thought, well, that's. That's a really powerful moment, and the way the director shot it, and what what she said to her child, mm-hmm. they're going to see her father. It was, uh, yeah, that. Uh, actually, just on the topic of of that one scene, I found trivia mm-hmm. about that, mm-hmm. and there was a uh, a German version 
uh-huh. which significantly toned down the movie's dark and tragic tone mm. and its thematic allegory. I think it was because it's well, it's Germany um, right. during that time, right? Um, mm. But but especially scenes referencing the A bombs and H bombs. They altered the dialogue, and during that time when the mother is trying to comfort her child, in the German mm-hmm. version. Mm-hmm. They say instead of being reuni- reunited with their deceased father, it's changed to "Don't worry, the mean Godzilla won't get you. Your mm-hmm. mother will protect you." Right. Which is a drastic change. <laughs> That's like right. Completely yeah. different. I mean, it removes it's, all impacts. <laughs> there's the the whole a monster movie having a message. You know, you don't really see that very often. Mm. Yeah, you know, and I, yeah. I think that, it, and, and connecting it to something that was so devastating to the whole culture is just, I, I think, quite amazing. I, uh, there's probably other movies that have done things like that, but I can't think of them right now. You know, when I think about like something like War of the Worlds, you know, Tom Cruise's World of the Worlds, things like that. You know, you you just you're just dealing with this possible alien invader, these monsters from space. But with Godzilla, you're they're they're trying to bring it to this point where you know there's something prehistoric has been affected deeply by the bombs, and mm. we don't know how to deal with this situation except through excessive force, and. Then you see uh, Shimura Takashi talk, just always being dismayed by the inevitable uh, process of eliminating Godzilla from the Earth. I and don't get. I don't get his overall on. goal. Why? Mm-hmm. I mean, he says, "Don't." Why are we trying to destroy it? What kind I of think provocation was there, though? I mean, Godzilla was going to destroy the like Tokyo, no matter what. Right. I mean, what 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 gives uh, him a moment of pause to say, "Oh no, we sh- we we shouldn't try to destroy it. We should try to study it." Right. Uh, I'm thinking while watching it. Well, what the? F- <laughs> I'm with the military guys. Let's get this fucking. Mm-hmm. Let's destroy this thing. He's he's laying right. waste to our civilization. We're going to destroy it, and because no matter you know provoking it or whatever with nuclear testing, that's not really mm-hmm. was that established in the film in the beginning. I, I because think it wasn't so. uh, because when the fishermen first come across him, they weren't mm-hmm. doing anything. No, but the the idea that mankind has created this situation in which this monster would come from the sea and get all hot and bothered and start destroying things, uh, I think that's what Takashi Shimura's character was trying to say is that. Because we caused all this damage, we have to figure out a better way than just destroying it. Because it's just destruction upon destruction. I think that's what was coming. That was the thought oh. there. Well, I took it to mean like, well, maybe there there were tests done there, but then the fisher, the fisher boat, the fisherman, the that mm. boat. Um, I have no idea about the time scale, like the, from the former test to the time mm. the boat was there uh, was it like years or months was it days earlier it kind of days mm. earlier i would have known mm. about the nuclear test going on there so i i'm st- 
is trying to come to grips with his rationale. I mean, if you can't, mm. if you're coming from the point of view of like, yes, destruction's bad, nuclear weapons are bad, but I just couldn't see the common thread, the connect, the connecting tissue there. You know, of mm. okay, so did you deliberately was this this particular bomb that set Godzilla into a frenzy? But then why would he come mm. back again from the island? I don't think they were doing anything mm-hmm. to him after the island, but mm-hmm. he still came and laid waste to Tokyo. <laughs> yeah, so there is that kind of weird Jaws 4 thing that went on. So Jaws 4 is the, is a movie where the, the Jaws is pretty much going after the family, this family. And wow, how does then it the family? Yeah, then, yeah, exactly. The family decides <laughs> to go to the Caribbean. <laughs> and he finds and him the then. fucking shark <laughs> follows them. That's great. Uh, so, I'd rather watch that movie than this one. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds interesting. <laughs> it's like so ridiculous. And I think the uh, same similar thing happens with this movie that came out much, much further back in time. He somehow gets to Tokyo. We, we don't really know why he goes to Tokyo, except maybe he was, you know, on a leisure trip and he's just angry. <laughs> I mean, he, he it's he's just not using tape on his mouth. Yeah, he's not exactly, and that's what. <laughs> and I, I think it, you said he's sensei had something with it because he had the oxygen des- destroyer, which is elementally you're trying to block oxygen from your mouth, right? Mm, mm. So if Actually, you did no, close it, it, it's true yeah. because if yeah. you if you're breathing through your nose more often, then you're also yeah. getting used to having more CO two in your system. Right, so it is exactly. like destroying oxygen. You're getting used yeah. to CO two. Yes. Right. So he was on the right path, but he just yeah. went a little bit overboard. He inspired yeah. the author of The Oxygen Advantage. Yeah, 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 yeah. Probably woke up one morning and was like, I, I don't even know why I did this. But wait a second. I was watching Godzilla and suddenly I started thinking this. And I, I think that I, I just I love how w- the, the movie that I watched 10 years later, the, the 64 version of Godzilla and he does the Godzilla still opens his mouth and steam comes out of his mouth in the same exact way. Like there's no change in the technology or special effects. It's still. Yeah. But, uh, Oh my God, that movie, Holy shit that it just goes bonkers because I know this is a movie about this podcast about a podcast about 1954's Godzilla, but 1964, man, Holy shit. The whole myth of Mothra. Yeah is insane there's these tiny little twin women who they sit they they get interviewed by newspaper journalists everyone just accepts them as a reality they're like they're sitting on these tiny little chairs and with giant microphones in their face like what's where's mothra they're like well he's resting over there and mothra is a larva in a volcano Mm. and people are praying to him and it is crazy it is so insane in a good way yeah it's fun as fuck i mean Mm, it's like mm. i i was just mentioning joker you know joker is like all kinds of crazy shit going on and this guy's you know you can see the path that's being beaten for him but man this Ghidorah, godzilla versus Ghidorah, jesus christ there's a the the it's just insane It, it doesn't even I don't even understand how they could make it. Like you can't. There, I've never seen a movie 
that jumps in logic and just everyone just accepts it. Like, for example, there's a, a person from Venus and they're just, oh, the guy, the woman from Venus. Oh, yeah, let's go interview her. It's like there's no questioning whether or not she's actually from Venus or not. They just mm, mm, mm. she says she's from Venus. So she's from Venus. There's no evidence whatsoever. They just accept it. And these tiny little women running around and flying about and singing their songs. Mm. But you go back 10 years to the 54 Godzilla and the tone and everything is, it's almost like a, a, it's a complete commentary on what has just happened to Japan. And then it's amazing how the string of movies afterwards just turns into this weird whack-ass shit and i think it just might be a reflection of how things change within japanese society and how they people view themselves and and mm. and how they how secure they feel about their reality at that point mm -mm. oh you raise some good points but you also reaffirm a lot mm -hmm. of the the divisional the uh, you know the major differences between us is mm -hmm. that you didn't like the Joker? You only got halfway. Whereas I loved the Joker. I've watched it mm -hmm. multiple times, mm -hmm. and uh, we had the same diversion from Kamomei Diner, another movie we've talked uh, about, no, May, where we yeah. both had very different views on on that movie. Mm. And now here yeah. we are again at a crossroads yeah. with Godzilla. We're at a crossroads, man. <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to do about this? <laughs> Well, uh, I think it's like perfectly acceptable to have different yeah. views because, again, mm. movie watching is subjective. Yeah, exactly. We can't all... I mean, it would be a pretty boring if we watched every movie and agreed every single yeah, time and just highlighting yeah. highlighting all the good points, like what we did with Silence. Even though I think yeah. Silence is a pretty good podcast if you're yeah, interested in... Because the Silence, yeah, I like. I really love that movie and we covered mm. it from different points. Yeah. But, uh, but with Godzilla, I think it's... Uh, it's just a flawed movie across the board. It's mm -hmm. it doesn't hold any of the impact it had in 1954. I think it's it's long gone. It's disappeared from the zeitgeist. It's 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 no longer able to to you know to capture my imagination. I can't suspend any disbelief in what mm -hmm. in while I was watching this movie. I, I not right. once except that scene. Okay, I'll admit mm -hmm. that one scene with the mother and child, that was the probably the only scene where I felt something. Mm -hmm. Whereas all I, all I felt was like, well, when is this going to end? I just couldn't wow. wait. I felt like it was a waste of my fucking time. You know what? I'll tell you what. I thought the pacing was really good for a monster movie. And I was surprised because after about 35, 40 minutes, I was like, the the plot's moving around, uh, moving about pretty quickly. And I, I just watched uh, Rear Window again. Uh, no, sorry, not Rear Window. Vertigo again with my oh, that's wife. A, that's we, a we, great movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. And I'm first glad we agree on something minutes, tonight. Yeah, so for, <laughs> yeah, the first 35 <laughs> or 40 minutes, you're like, what the fuck? Is going on, but like I've watched it many, many times, and the last time I watched it, when I watched it with my wife, we kind of um, felt flat about it. There's certain times where you watch a movie and you feel kind of flat about it, and mm. I remember, you know, the out laugh out loud scene that you had with Godzilla. Uh, my wife had a laugh out loud scene with um, uh, James Stewart's face, Jimmy Stewart's face, going in a circle, wah 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 wah, wah mm. with the yeah. uh, animated lines going around right. him, and yeah, it was like yeah, no yeah. impact whatsoever. But I remember watching that in the movie, like, 
movie theater about 20 years ago in San Francisco at the Castro Theater. And I was just like, this movie's fucking awesome from beginning to end. And I also watched it a few months ago and I felt like, holy shit. But then there's certain times when you watch a movie and you feel like, holy, you know what? The, the plot isn't really moving along as quickly as I'd like it to. And with Godzilla, I didn't feel that way. I felt like there was surprisingly well paced. But again, you feel the opposite about that. Maybe I couldn't. I wasn't in the right space. Yeah. Maybe what you just said about Vertigo is that maybe our tastes change. We change as people, mm-hmm. as individuals. And the more you watch a movie, you maybe you it doesn't register the same way with you. It doesn't ha- hold the same emotional impact. Mm. But just off the bat with this movie with Godzilla, yeah. I've I've I really just felt time escaping me. I felt mm-hmm. like I'm just getting closer to death. <laughs> like many, I, I wish I was like one of those fucking people dying. You wish you <laughs> had the <laughs> Tokyo Destroyer too. <laughs> I wish I had. Yeah, I wish you just stomp on my fucking head while watching it. I really it. like uh, the. Uh, what did you think about the choice of uh, Doctor Serizawa having an eye patch? Uh, I thought that actually, was kind of. Yeah, you it was, it was an interesting yeah. choice. Actually, yeah, I think I he's. A... Before talking about our favorite characters, I'll just get it out yeah. now. He's my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's my uh, he is my favorite character. He had a little bit of mystery around him. I didn't yeah. like the uh, no the relationships between him and yeah. the, and and that guy. Um, the, it, was a, it was a daughter, the daughter and yeah, her, yeah, yeah. her fiance. Were they were they all living right. in the same house? Yeah, it's hard to say. You know, what, know what the that would never there. fly in Japan. Just having yeah. this guy with your daughter in the mm-hmm. same house. Get the fuck hey, out of there. Uh, they were prog- progressive. <laughs> Very progressive. <laughs> and hey, that, was an actually, that was a funny scene. Okay, that, yeah. was a, that was actually a pretty good scene. I remember now when he mm. wants to uh, ask for that, you know, for Ikiru. What's his name again? Ikiru. <laughs> Takashi Shimura. We always call, whenever my wife watches a movie, we just call him Watanabe-san from Ikiru. <laughs> Ikiru. It's yeah, Watanabe-san. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, he has Shimura. this idea. He's going to ask, he's going to ask for her, you know, ask for permission to mm-hmm. marry her. And uh, so he decides that's the night to ask him for his daughter's yeah. hand in marriage. And, and as he and I and as he has his plan in his mind, but then as he's talking to him, he mm-hmm. starts disagreeing with him about the f- mm-hmm. like a fundamental issue of, that, that <laughs> this, his, his father-in-law potential father-in-law has. He mm-hmm. decides to go up against him that moment mm-hmm. <laughs> directly, right. directly combat. He's like, "No, I disagree. I think we've got to destroy this this motherfucker. We've got to <laughs> fucking wipe him off the face of the earth." Despite knowing that his potential yeah. father-in-law. Is diametrically opposed to that Posting. idea and wants to <laughs> doesn't you know wants to keep Ain't him that around the way. to study him. Yeah, and then as he's Ain't you know he's fucking he's disgusted. He, he said he says get the fuck out of my house, and I just started yeah. laughing. I was like, well, you know, you chose the really wrong time to disagree with. Yeah, you've got to really ask for permission for marriage you first, and then disagree. And once you've married some... the daughter. <laughs> You got to read some books on conversation, how you talk to you people. You got to read the room, okay? You got to read the room. <laughs> you got to you got to hedge your bets a little Now's bit. Now's not the time to disagree. Yeah. No. You, you have to say things. It. I see what you're saying. I'm just going <laughs> to hold off on my own opinion for a moment. And I'll talk to you about it a little bit later. In the meantime, can I marry your wife? I mean your daughter? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh 
And we never know what happened to his uh, his wife, do we? No, I don't think so. That's you interesting. Know, That's an interesting choice. Yeah. You know, I I Serizawa, Dr. Serizawa, he goes down. We know he's going to kill himself. And Ogawa, I think he was disingenuous when he came back. And he's like, oh, my God, he's not there. I think everyone knew that this guy was not coming back mm. when he had the oxygen destroyer. I think there's no doubt in anyone's mind. And I think they made it very clear for the audience and for the characters to understand that this guy was not coming back to the surface of the earth. Mm. He was going to die with his his uh, his uh, ex- uh, invention, and so it would never cause any other harm to any any other people for the rest of mankind's timeline. Hmm. Listen, this is what I'll say about this movie. Um, well, okay. let me ask you this question: Is Godzilla me, Japan's me. is God- Godzilla Japan's most iconic fictional character? I think so. Can I can I give you some a little bit of trivia and you probably know this? Do you yep. know the two animals that combine to make Godzilla in Japanese? It's like a whale and uh something else, I forgot. Yeah, so that's very good. So in Japanese Godzilla is pronounced Gojira. So Kujira is whale and gorilla gorira. That's right. So yeah. Go Jira. So mm. that's that's one piece of trivia. Another piece of trivia is that a famous pizza chain in Japan, Pizza La, the La comes from Gojira. So mm. it's giant pizza. Mm, These are so it has influence. Yeah, about the pizza. This, that's that's yeah, good. It's a, so. That's how it, how much it has had Godzilla has influenced Japan to this day. We still have a pizza shop that has half its name from Godzilla. Hmm. Uh, and I do think that Godzilla must be the most iconic. I mean, you could talk about Ultraman having influenced a lot of society, Kamen Rider. But I think Godzilla is just something that keeps coming back. What do oh, you this think? This is decades. Uh, yeah, well, I think mm. just in terms of overall longevity, mm. I mean, it still inspired how many fucking American movies, American right. knockoffs, and other monster movies that are taken right. into similar formula. And it's uh, it's got to be. It's got to be. One of, I mean, that's my contention because it's from 1954. I can't think mm-hmm. of too many other fictional characters that have that were around during that time. Um, mm. You know, it's interesting. So. Yeah, there's. I mean, internationally, it's and and within Japan, I think it would have to be the most iconic character. But there is another character that's on TV every Sunday night, a television uh, uh, cartoon called Sazai-san. And the first Sazai-san was actually done in the late 50s. It was a movie. Mm. It was a live-action movie. And so then I think from the 60s, they started the the animated version of it. Uh, and it just continues on to this day, every Sunday at 6.30. All new so, episodes, I mean, right? 
Yeah, it's it's it amazing. Yeah. yeah, we we think of the Simpsons as being a long running. Oh, that's nowhere animated near feature. the longevity of the series. Yeah, uh, right. it's just things go on and on and on in Japan. Like the the longest, the the Godzilla might be the most famous of the of these serialized. It's not even really serialized. Yeah, internationally, because it's actually kind of separate movies. And I think they have different canons, right? Because the first Godzilla, he dies. He's a skeleton. Mm, that's right. right? So oh, that, that only... was a bit of a shocker to me. I was like, well, how yeah. the fuck did he ever live in the movies if he just died? <laughs> it becomes a skeleton. I was like, well, that's a bit yeah. of an anticlimax. <laughs> yeah, so they, it, they, they just revive him regardless of what it is because they, they, there's the historical timelines oh, of these movies. The Kidu guys, he does, uh-huh. he does leave an out. He does uh-huh. say at the end... He leaves like uh, ambigu- there's a, some ambiguity there at the end. He says, mm-hmm. "Okay, the, you know, there's some other parts of it, the the planet that we're not not sure of. So there could right, be right. other there could be other monsters, could be other ones, yeah. yeah. And he could be a friendly monster. I think sometimes you know Godzilla is friendly. In the later ones, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I always yeah. knew him as a guy who would fight for hu- like humanity. He's a guy, you know." He's a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> when he tapes his mouth, he's on the good side. When he breathes with his yeah, nose, you can actually you know, can com- communicate with him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's really, really... It's a, he, he's the type of guy you can sit down and have coffee with and just have a nice conversation. Uh, and you know that he has the ability to, you know, burn down a city, but he chooses not to. And that's where he gets his true power from. Right when he yeah. chooses not to do that, but exactly. the what I, I wanted to get back to um, it's the the longest serialized movie in 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 the world is a Japanese series called uh, Ot- Otoko wa Tsurai. So this is from the 1960s up until the 1990s. I think there was 47 movies made wow. of this. Of this guy, and it's just basically about this guy who's kind of a drifter but has family in Tokyo. And every single episode of this movie is him. He wants, he finds this girl and he never gets the girl 47 times in a row. <laughs> it's like, it's mm. almost like a Gilligan's Island type of thing going on. And uh, so, yeah, instead of not getting <laughs> off the island, he yeah, never gets getting, the girl. Yeah, but uh, it's a really cute kind of uh, story and it was beloved uh, by a certain generation of Japanese but again I mean Godzilla completely overshadows that I mean in height and in fame right right there's no way yes uh, literally and metaphorically yeah he's Mm. he towers over every other international um, exposure Japan had at the time I think they Mm. I don't know why. What what was it about the time though that made it an international sensation? I think it was the American version that was made two years later. Yeah, I guess which you is know, which is a shit show. From yeah, what I read, I, yeah. So apparently, it stars Raymond Burr as a journalist. They just mm. added him. They just took the I footage know, and then they just yeah. plopped him in. <laughs> it's amazing what you can do with found footage. You just okay, we yeah. have this movie and we're just gonna. I don't know, dub some other stuff in and add a character that yeah. wasn't even in the first one. That's amazing. I, I guess probably because the, the size of the monster Godzilla and mm. the fact that there's, I mean, 
it you can just have him destroy things all over the place taking mm. sets and just destroying them that's what but, i mean that yeah. seems what the main goal of it was mm. i think now this is going to be controversial but okay, i think do it i think king kong special king kong special effects from 1935 like a decade earlier mm-hmm. surpass this movie special effects I'm talking a decade to prior to this, King Kong redefined mm-hmm. special effects, and this movie comes out, and I don't think it holds a candle to to King Kong. There is a, a there, uh, scrolling through Amazon Prime. There is a Godzilla vs. King Kong movie. That's right. Oh, that brings up a point. I was I was me I was wanting to share with you. Uh, maybe you've mm-hmm. already seen this piece of trivia but it came as news to me no not really mm-hmm. trivia i think mm-hmm. i found it on fucking wikipedia but the uh this movie has uh collaborated well what's the right term is it collaborated collaborated or just had other um been in movie uh the the, the character has been taken and, yeah, yeah. and used with other franchises yeah it was used with with the avengers Wow, the Avengers and also some other Marvel properties, mm-hmm. which I'd never heard about. I mean, that's that's pretty impressive if you think about yeah. it. I'm like, I mean, that's, these are two you would think completely polar <laughs> opposite type yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. type of characters, and I, I'm now I'm more interested in seeing that. You know, I want to see that that movie or, or series of the Avengers going up against Godzilla, right? <laughs> It, because you, 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 they see. have this the the parameters that they have to create in order for that reality to exist, you know, don't really have to parallel what the other Godzilla movies did, right? You know, uh, they it can have completely different set of thing because in that previous Godzilla movies, they the Avengers didn't exist, mm. so it, it's almost like he's doing a cameo, like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I found it. I found it. Sorry. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it, it says that he has featured alongside many supporting characters, has faced human opponents <laughs> such as JSDF or other monsters, including King Ghidorah, Me- Me- Mecha Godzilla, Gigan. Mm-hmm. And he sometimes has allies such as Rodan, Mothra, and Angurius, Angurius, and offspring, blah, 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 blah. But he's also fought characters from other franchises and crossover media, such as RKO Pictures and Universal Studios, Movie Monster, King Kong, as well as various Marvel characters, as well as, yeah. <laughs> I mean, come as, well on, as Marvel yeah. characters, including S.H.I.E.L.D., the Fantastic Four, and the uh-huh. Avengers. I, I know it's kind of hack to say, yeah. I think it's kind of hack to say, but I, I was just kind of imagining, like, Godzilla, get over here. Uh, before we shoot, hey, how you doing, Godzilla? Yeah, yeah, sit down. You want to? No, they're actually fighting yeah. him though. <laughs> yeah, I know, but before the filming starts, oh, because right. he's coming in uh, from another oh, okay. franchise. Oh, right. And they're gonna meet him, meet him up before the filming. Yeah. Oh yeah, I got what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, he's he's quite the character. He's got charisma, as they say. I wish he had charisma in this film. He did. Stop. It's bloody terrible. I mean, I think they needed Jim Henson. 
<laughs> Jim Henson, <laughs> how to make it been truly valuable? Yeah, I know he wasn't probably born, but I mean, uh, yeah, uh, they needed someone who who knew proper puppetry. Putting someone in a suit, even Big Bird in black and white, would be more terrifying than this Godzilla. <laughs> now I think you're using hyperbole. <laughs> I don't even think you believe that. I don't think you. Big Bird, who's that. black and white, <laughs> and you. Come on now, that that would be pretty terrifying. Seeing Big Bird hey, pop kids. his pop his head over, <laughs> popping his head over that mountain with the Godzilla he's voice. Pick, yeah, he's gonna pick you up in his hand, <laughs> his his little claw, and be like, "Practice the ABCs with me." He's not gonna burn no. your house down. No, I'm talking. No, I'm talking about the. I'm talking about the big bird who's. Oh, just, you mean who like hasn't been, he was who hasn't been uh, breathing through his nose? No, and that's then, true. And, and, I'm talking and about also, this, he was you know, radiated by a bomb. He'll be saying, gonna... "You motherfuckers!" Wow. He went gangster. You know how many fucking nuclear bombs that I've had to put up with? I'm gonna lay waste to you, little fuckers. I can't even believe that's I can one speak fucking. This that's one bridge I've destroyed. Two bridges. Yeah. <laughs> well, that would be the count. Right? That's the that count. count. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's got a friend who helps him. Who's like sitting on top of his head. That's the yeah, grouch. Yeah, was, uh, the count could be on his shoulder. Like, oh, the count, the grouch, and the, and the count. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's <laughs> one bridge, two bridges, <laughs> two orphans, three orphans you created. I hate this movie. <laughs> Okay, so now we're we're gearing up to the end of this uh, podcast, and because uh, I, I have to mention again that it's a podcast, just so you forgot, in case you forgot, uh, yeah. we we have we have to have a grading system for the movie. Oh, before that, well, who's your favorite character? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, my favorite character. I guess I I'm gonna have to land on uh, I'm gonna have to land on Takashi Shimura because I love everything that he does. I don't even care if you didn't say that much. I just like seeing his mug on the screen. And you already said you like Serizawa Sensei. So. Yeah, I like the yeah, I like the scientist. I like there was like yeah. a mad professor vibe I got from mm-hmm. him, and how he's like a recluse, and yeah, how they yeah. had to spend some time trying to you know talking b- about meeting him beforehand, creating right, right. tension about mm-hmm. how to approach him. I thought that was that was pretty interesting, and seeing how he was. Uh, he had a dilemma on his hands. He did not want to, like the creator of the nuclear bomb, like like mm-hmm. Oppenheimer, right? You know, he's become death destroyer of worlds. Mm-hmm. That was his exact role. He didn't want to have mm-hmm. that. He didn't want his creation to be used for ill, despite mm-hmm. it potentially saving civilization. He he didn't want it to be used against this monster. In fact, I think he was more <clears throat> he was scared. Wouldn't you wouldn't you agree that he mm-hmm. was more concerned with the wrong human beings getting a hold of his technology than he was about mm. this fucking monster? Yeah, I think to a a very large extent it was in that situation because he was just hiding these things away knowing that he had the thing that would obliterate this monster and also through the dialogue that he that he expressed with his uh, fiance or potential fiance or whatever the hell i think there was a lot of things going on that and the burning of all the documents and and all of that and his actions yeah. at the end where he just decides to kill himself well he doesn't just decide then i think it was all premeditated and then as i said before i think everyone knew what he was going to do he yeah he uh yeah he he raised real ethical concerns against humanity being worse than godzilla 
Mm-hmm. He yeah. was the kind of, you know, the... Moral compass. Exactly. So he didn't, yeah. he, you know, he'd rather let Godzilla wage his war because he knew that once human beings got a hold of his oxygen destroyer, mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's basically the end of it. That's the end of mm-hmm. civilization when, when you've got, like, rogue governments or other fucking just human beings having access to this technology. That would be the end of right. us. Right. So I liked, yeah, you know what? I, I, it's not, I guess, story-wise, I, I take back saying that it's complete shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, the, it's the like, last two minutes that. here, I think it was like, well, you're making it more fascinating than I had thought about before. <laughs> yeah. I'm, ta- it more I'm and talking more, myself right? out of uh, being so mm-hmm. critical of this movie. It's, mm-hmm. I guess at the time, he, you know, it is a, a moral quandary, and, and that part, I guess, is interesting to reflect upon. Mm-hmm. So, right. he, yeah, he's yeah fascinating character. I liked him. I wish there were more mm-hmm. instances of these types of characters, but mm-hmm. uh, I'll settle for him. Okay. So, uh, yeah, the rating system. What uh, What did you have in mind? No, oxygen destroyers. Yes, me too. Yeah. How can you go wrong with that? Uh, I mean, come on. And how ma- out of how many oxygen destroyers? Five. Okay. All right. Uh, you go first. Uh, I'm going to go with just a little bit less than one like not even enough to create an like one oxygen destroyer mm-hmm. just just yeah you got all the you got all the parts there but it's not going to work okay. how about that all right that sounds good i'm going to go with 3.5 so you still yeah you you that's just passable i always think of for me 3 is a good movie Hmm. I I always think of it as three. I mean, it's over. It's passable, right? I mean, three, three point five. To it's me, it's not like, like two. Uh, in the stratosphere. Good, like a five. Like, I, so you've got I, like a lot of reservations. You've got like well, one point five oxygen destroyers worth of uh, reservations there. I would say that I enjoyed everything that I saw in the movie, and I. I feel like sometimes I rate things too highly. So this time I'm just going to go, I'm going to force down my feelings a little bit and stay at 3.5 because anyway, in my mind. Because I, I uh, tempered my, what you were feeling? Yeah. you By tem- to- just talking to me? My, <laughs> you destroyed my feelings. But also um, whenever I think of a three-star movie, I think, oh, okay, it's going to be good. Wow, that's not the way I see movies at all. So again, there's another moment where we don't look at things the same way. Just completely different. Two stars is like, okay, I'm not going to watch this movie. But three three stars, okay. Yeah, Yeah, because there's so many movies where I see it's three stars and then I like it. So I figure, oh, okay, well, maybe that's just the way it is. Because I think there's, it's also, even the rating system, how you would apply stars. Three stars seems like a a nice amount. Like a three-star hotel would be pretty good. I think rating systems are shit overall. Yeah. Like Rotten yeah. Tomatoes. We talked about yeah. Joker last year, and I told you about my issue with Rotten Tomatoes because I used to use them as a benchmark. Before right. I would watch any movie, you know I hate spoilers. Right. But right. I would just quickly glance at the score because that would give mm-hmm. me some idea that I'm not wasting my time or my money going right. to the actual cinema. 
Right. You remember those things we used to go to in the cinema? Yeah, we're probably yeah, not going to yeah, go back to those anymore. But the thing is, yeah, I, I would just use that. And typically it worked until mm. I saw The Last Jedi, mm-hmm. which had like 90-something percent. And I thought, what a garbage. I mean, they've just shit all over the, uh, the, over the Star Wars franchise. And then, mm. uh, and then Joker was another one mm-hmm. where it had something like a 70%. And then mm. there were articles which came into my, oh, uh, which came up in my Twitter feed and, you know, people who were talking about the controversy it was causing. Um, but then I watched it. I thought, fuck, this is amazing. It should be mm. at least in the high 90s. Right. But there was a, so much political. Uh, agendas that are on uh-huh. um, right tomatoes that go yeah it, it, it basically it's not the I don't think it's an accurate view anymore of movies mm. it's just been held mm. hostage by 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 reviewers who are pushing mm. this agenda from the liberal I mean I'm not mm. a conservative liberal I'm not, I don't want to get into politics uh, mm-hmm. but it's just uh, you just very did reviews. yeah oh. I did didn't I Walk right into it. I just walk right into that one, um, but I'm sure we'll be talking about politics at some other stage, so we can get hey, into that. Hey, politics episode, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, with uh, with movie review sites, what I'm trying to say is, don't pay any yeah. attention to the the fucking score we gave it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I mean, like if you, uh, okay, let's put it this way: Do you re- recommend watching it or don't recommend it? You don't recommend. I, it. I, I would, I would, I would say. Stay as far fucking away from this movie as you can. Treat this like the I, coronavirus. Just fucking, just stay the fuck, just stay the way, stay away from this shitty movie. I say watch it. Get close. Get intimate. Know your inner Zilla. Yeah. Well, again, we we completely disagree, and that's mm-hmm. good. That mm-hmm. is really good. And you it's know, healthy. you know, another good thing. You know, the good thing about the for the listeners is, you now know where each of us stand. So, in mm-hmm. future episodes where we talk about movies, you know who you can trust. Yeah. Because if you watch, if you watch, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you watch previous movies, yeah, and then yeah. we watch Kama, like Kama Medina. So go back mm-hmm. and listen to Kama Medina, and now mm-hmm. listen to this movie. So mm-hmm. if you are the people who thought, you know what? Kamehameha was pretty good, mm-hmm. and then you watch Go- Godzilla and you think, you know what, Godzilla, yeah, again, that's that's pretty good. And if mm. if you're of that opinion, then don't fucking believe anything I say anymore about movies mm. because we're going to disagree. Mm. And mm. the same works both ways. If you hated right. Kamehameha, if you hated Godzilla, guess what? I'm your man. I'm your man but for all c- movie reviews. All you got to do is listen to me be from now on. <laughs> further from a, apart than there, there's nothing like there's two movies are just so completely different but we both disagree we both disagree yeah, yeah. on these movies right, so i'm right, using them true. as a i'm using them as an example of what mm-hmm. of how our tastes shape mm-hmm. our movie watching experiences so after yes. this i expect people to you know to form sides you yeah. know to, to to join whoever they trust now so right. now i put a stake in the fucking ground Okay. Okay. I accept your steak. (laughs) Put some googly eyes on that steak to make it more intimidating. 
I'll put some tape over that steak's mouth. <laughs>